Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime and somebody that I haven't paid yet this month, Rob Landerman. What's going on, Rob? Uh, what's going on? Uh, I'm limiting my words until I have received funds in my hands. So <laughs> you're getting 1,000 words and 1,000 words only on this podcast. So if I immediately stop <laughs> mid-sentence, you know what happens. That's a lot. Um, that's, that's 48 words already. We'll probably cover it with that uh, commercial break at that point. Um, well, uh, Rob, I will do some of the talking here because I don't want to use up uh, my word allocation there. But uh, we have some pretty significant fantasy news today as we record uh, which is that Manchester City have just had their match against Stoke uh, confirmed as a double game week in match week 27. Uh, we assumed it would be as such, but with that Wednesday, there was a chance they were just going to list it as match week 28, but they have not. Um, obviously, with the double game week being listed, a lot of people are looking at Manchester City. But Rob, you mentioned to me before the show that you're thinking about maybe zigging while everyone else zags. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, the double game week has been confirmed, so... Uh, you know, everybody's is going to jump on the Raheem Sterling's, the Kevin De Bruyne's, the the twelve dot whatever Sergio Aguero's. Uh, I, I don't think that anybody in on the city defense is noteworthy that you'd bring him in. John Stones is garbage. Otamendi is poo. Um, you know, Clichy and everybody else is basically rotational guys. Zabaleta, no. Um, but uh, looking at looking at City's schedule, uh, that's the thing that's throwing me off here with people buying into it, and you know. It's basically a one-week commitment here because they double in game week 28, but then they blank in, in – in, I'm sorry, they double yeah. 27 and they blank in 28. Same thing as Stoke. But comparing the prices of players and then contrasting that with City's upcoming schedule, they play their first double game week Saturday. They, they play their second double game week Wednesday. Then they play the FA Cup game on Saturday – and then they play their their Champions League game the following Wednesday. That's four games in basically, you know, a, a shorter amount of time than players, especially of you know the age and rotation of Pep like to play. Um, so so people bringing in Raheem Sterling at his price seven point eight. You know, it, I did a little I did a little numbers and saw who was bringing in what right now, and. You know, Gabadini is Gabadini, whatever his name is, the Italian uh, striker for Southampton, is the most transferred in player currently right now in the Premier League. Mm. Um, but focusing on the double game week, guys, Raheem Sterling, forty six thousand transfers in. 
Leroy Sané, 11,000 transfers in. Sergio Aguero's only at 28,000. And these are all very, very premature because the news basically just happened because we were recording this basically an hour after the kickoff, the, uh, the conclusion of the game. Um, so you look at the, those are the three bigger names, I think, that are probably going to be looked at and Kevin De, and Kevin De Bruyne. But looking then you look across the table and you say, well, you know, I'm looking for differentials here. Look, look at some of the names that Stoke offers, you know. You know, Joe Allen's being brought in 12,000 times at 5.1. He gets two games just like, you know, City does. You know, uh, you know, John Stones is being brought in at 12,000 as well. I don't see why. What has John Stones done for, done for anybody besides basically be, you know, a fantasy preseason darling and then done nothing but look like an awful fantasy asset? Uh, and then the other one I, I particularly like this week because of his price point and that and his attention. I don't think anybody's going to look this way because uh, I think people are under the false impression that, that Man City has a, a stout defense and they don't. Uh, Peter, Peter Crouch is being brought in at 8,000 times already this week. Um, either people are speculating that, you know, this was going to happen because, you know, City was going to do their business against Huddersfield, and they did. So, you know, kudos if you did already. But these are the guys' names that I think you should be paying attention to, the names that are listed. I think Joe Allen. I think Eric Peters. I think Peter Crouch. I think, you know, if you want to you take a gamble on a Marco, or not, uh, a Marco Ornatovich at 7.1, I, I, I'm leading the way of – yeah, you could bring in Raheem Sterling. But is there a guarantee, Kevin, in your mind that he absolutely gets both games in this fixed in in this in this double game week? No, I think rotation definitely has to be an issue for the Manchester City players. Uh on the other side, I really like your shout of Joe Allen. Um I don't think he's listed as somebody I was going to talk about today. Yeah, he wasn't. Um but the fact that Jeff Cameron is now back in fit means that Joe Allen will probably likely be able to stay forward more. Um, yep. He has been playing as, as a quote-unquote 10 the past few weeks. Um, but obviously, they aren't as, he isn't as capable of staying up as when you have somebody as defensively minded as Jeff Cameron in there. Um, but yeah, for Manchester City, I do think there's concern. I do very much like Raheem Sterling this week, though. What I don't understand, the thing that I don't understand about what's going on with this double game week, is how willing everybody is to kind of sell the farm take a minus four or even a minus eight to get in these city players when it's basically just evening things out because they're going to play mm-hmm. two matches over the next two weeks just like all the other non-blanking Blank, teams. teams. Yeah, exactly. so, so I don't understand why you're taking minuses to get back to neutral. Like This is not a clear benefit unless you're captaining them because then well, it's giving you the chance to double up on those points. Well, I, th- I, think the, I think your theory there is basically – if you bring in, say, two, you have one transfer this week, and you bring in two players, and one of those players, I would imagine that both players are probably double game week players. I don't, I don't see any other roster moves this week that would make any any other sense. I think that people will take a minus this week to bring in a double game week player and take the four point hit. But if you look at it this way, if you bring in a player like Raheem Sterling, he completely blanks on the on the game weeks doesn't score doesn't assist doesn't do anything you're basically breaking even at that that four points cuz he's getting two per game for yeah. minutes if he plays so you're basically breaking even but I'm you're gambling that he's, sheets, but yeah. absolutely you're gambling a little bit that he's going to do more than that which is which is a good possibility because because man city does have okay fixtures in both game weeks you know in both game sets so you you know they play they're at Sunderland and then they're they're home to Stoke i mean on paper they look like you know, very good matchups fantasy wise for the players of Sterling's ilk of Aguero's ilk. If you can get back up to him, um, you know it's it's crazy. I just I just updated my my numbers. I remember how I said Aguero was twenty eight thousand in. He's actually thirty seven thousand in already. Wow. And we're ten 
we're 10 minutes into the podcast. I literally did his research right before we went on air. That's so he's, he's currently up to 36000 So he's in. raising in price like tonight or tomorrow. He's probably, yeah, he's going up. Raheem Sterling is going up as well. Uh, Lee Raisane is is close to that precipice where he may go up. Precipice is a good word. Good SAT word, Rob. Way to go. Um, but yeah, so I mean the city players are going to be getting getting jumped on you know, by a lot. You know, Sterling's up to fifty-one thousand now. So I mean, it, it, the the people are jumping on it because the news has come out. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see probably tomorrow morning how the Stoke players are being brought in as well. Like I said, I, I'm not committed to bringing in a, a, a City player because you, you know I'm I was looking further down the line when their double game week, your second double game week was when mm-hmm. they have to make up against United. I think at the end of the season, I think that could be when. You, you make up a, a city differential. But I don't think it's this week. I think I would probably lean, because of the salary and, and the constraints of what's going on with the week after this mm. and having so many players blank, including the team, including the players you're bringing in. Yeah, I'm not committing that kind of the kind of funds, especially with you know the mid sevens, 10.5 for De Bruyne, you know 7.8 for Sterling, the 12.7 for Aguero. That's that's some big chunks of change to to move around. I mean, you basically have to sacrifice you know a Kane or a Costa to get Aguero. I, and I don't think I would do that, to be honest. Yeah, if it was me, uh, and I, I've thought about this move before, um, and I'll get into the reasons a little bit later, but I was thinking about maybe going Erickson to Sterling. Um, but that is only because it would be a minus four. Um, definitely don't go minus eight. I think a minus four you could you could adjust, kind of like you mentioned before, with those four points. Um, you're at least coming neutral if you captain him. Um so if you are going to take a minus to bring in a city player, I feel like you have to captain them in order to get a return on your investment. Yeah, I mean, you could take a minus eight and bring in another game double game week player, and the same rule applies. If they just you could. if they just get the minimums, it's just you're breaking even. You're just playing against. You're, you know, you're buying an extra scratch off that you're gonna you know you know win a free ticket. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, um, and obviously a lot of different fantasy people have a lot of different takes on this, uh, but that's ours at the moment, uh, and with some of that in mind, we will head into either or, where we talk about players and compare them, and third thing, I don't think we have an official intro for this segment yet, but anyway, uh, here we go. <laughs> um, the first one that I have written down is Gilfie Sigurdsson versus Raheem Sterling. Now, we've already talked about Sterling a little bit there. Um, you're getting two matches of both. Uh, Sigurdsson one in twenty seven, one in twenty eight versus Sterling two in twenty seven. Uh, Siggy's on seven point six. Sterling's on seven point eight. I know you have some rotational questions, though. Uh, so who would you prefer here? Sigurdsson, obviously, in ridiculous form. Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, the thing, the thing here is, I, I understand that you're, you know, you're comparing a double game week guy versus single week guy. But if if you have Sigurdsson, you're not transferring him back out in the the following week in week twenty eight. So I'm going to have both of those games apply here. Because if you brought in Sterling, he gets two games this week and then none next week. Whereas you basically with Sigurdsson, you get Swan, you get Swansea versus Burnley this week, and then Swansea plays Hull the following week. So is Swansea better off playing Burnley and Hull with Sigurdsson, or is Raheem Sterling better off playing Sunderland and you know Stoke in one week? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no real difference because you're you have to you're basically you know it's potato it's a potato but yeah you could call it a red potato but there's still potatoes because you're still getting two games and you're not going to transfer you know Sigurdsson out. Before next game week, mm. even if you bring in Sterling, but if that make does that make sense? I, I kind of confuse myself. I don't really bit. think it helps with um, this format. But, Just who would you rather have over the next two weeks? I don't think it's saying you have to sell one for the other. Well, over the next two weeks, I'd rather have I'd rather have Sigurdsson. I think the matchups Burnley at home, 
for Swansea, and then they play at they're, they're at Hull, I believe. Yeah, right. They're at Hull. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take I would take Sigurdsson. I think that you know he's a he's a beast against uh, defensive deprived teams. I know Burnley is a better defensive team than than they but than they away. show. Not away. That right. is the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Sigurdsson all day. I know the love fest for for Sterling and his ownership is going to spike this week because of the double game week. But but yeah, I I'm a Siggy owner. I'm I'm standing pat. I'm not even going anywhere near transferring him out because of these fixtures. Yeah. So yeah, I'd lean Sigurdsson. Cool. All right, who you got for me? Uh, we'll we'll go up top only because I mentioned I mentioned his name before. He's the most transferred in player right now. In, by in about two hours, he won't be because somebody from City will be. But <laughs> Gabadiani from from Southampton, 112,000 transfers in this week. Uh, he plays this week against Watford and then blanks next week, Kevin. Mm. Or are you going to go with somebody who's similarly priced, 6.2, Fernando Lorente? And it was, we just had a big swans kick there. They have yeah. two favorable pitchers. Uh, so do you want one week of, of Gabadiani or two weeks of Fernando Lorente? Um. Man, Gabagoo certainly is tempting um, with his yeah. uh, with his five goals and three matches for uh, Manchester United, and arguably should have mm-hmm. had a third in that uh, cup final. Um, uh, you know what? I, I think I got to go with Lorente though. Um, I I was prepared to talk about him later. Uh, he has three goals in the last five matches, uh, and he has uh, bottom five defense away this week, Burnley, mm-hmm. and then second. Uh, next week against Hull, who are also bottom five. And the fact that they don't blank at all is obviously a benefit. Southampton don't double up the way City do, so it's it literally is a one versus two, and Swansea have the better matches. Um, I will say Lorente is very old-school Defoe-like. Obviously not in play style, even a little bit at all. I think Lorente might literally be twice as tall as Jermaine Defoe. But in, in mm-hmm. like days, uh, like years gone by of Defoe and fantasy, where you just get nothing for three weeks, and you might get one or two, and then you're just kind of in this vacuum again, that is how Lorente feels to me. Um, but with Sigurdsson in the form that he's in, I'm assuming there's still going to be a fair few chances uh, coming his way. Uh, Leroy Fair being in there, I think, also helps the attack in general. Um, it, kind of in a uh, rising tides, raise all ships kind of situation. Just the mm-hmm. more swans you're getting forward, the more it gives Lorente chances to get on balls that are either deflected or or just uh, direct chances created. So yeah, I, I think I'd probably go Lorente actually. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lead, I'd probably lead Lorente as well because I'm going the Gabby Dini if it's daily though. But for the yeah, next Gabidini, yeah, absolutely. Gabidini and, and Daly is is a money play. I, I didn't actually look at his numbers yet, but he's probably closer to probably eight than seven this week. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably lean Lorente. I think the matchups, but you know, I know I, I asked this question of you, but this basically they're basically coming in as your third striker here. Uh, so basically, if you have a better feeling for a fifth midfielder, then I'd probably lean that way. I know it doesn't correlate to the question that I asked because I asked which guy of these two, but. People at home, if you're if you're having this you know this conundrum, you know if you have a better fifth midfielder than you think either of these guys is, then go in that direction. But okay, so my next one is uh, we we already talked about the double game weeks here, but I, I had this one written down and I I wanted I wanted to say it Raheem Sterling or Joe Allen. Interesting, isn't Joe Allen like hilariously cheaper? Five dot one, but they yeah. both have double game weeks. That's True. why I'm yeah, bringing no, it up. I'd, uh... I mean, I I don't think this is really an opinion take. I think this is just how much money do you have in your bank? Exactly. Yeah. So if I have, uh, if I'm running a pretty tight ship and I don't have a lot of money left over in the kitty, I'd probably go Joe Allen. If I do have enough money, I'm probably going Sterling. But like I said, Joe Allen, there is a promise, even though 
last few matches haven't been great. I really do think the return of Jeff Cameron could help him out. Yeah, I, I agree. I and and from the last couple games I've seen of Joe Allen, he has been eking forward a little bit more. It's not a consistent thing. It's a more of a game flow, push forward kind of thing. Sit there for a while and then return. But he has been basically been into that number. It's like a ten. We'll call it ten and a half. We'll give him ten and a half. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, somebody else that's adopted that role lately uh, is Nasser Chadley, who's been doing very mm-hmm. well lately versus Snodgrass, who hasn't really made huge strides since being at West Ham. Chadley at six dot oh, Snodgrass at five dot eight. Who are you taking? Hmm. I, I got to take the savings here, and I, I like what I've seen from Chadley. I think he's more of a. I think this role suits him in the West Brom, uh, you know, starting eleven. I think that the players around him develop play around him more than he was developing play around other people on the wing. Is that if that makes complete sense? That yeah, that totally makes sense. I just replayed it in my head. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I like him where he is. I think he's better centrally. I, I don't think he's has a pressure to to run down, beat a defender. I think he can do what he has to do on the ball and then dish it off to you know the Rondons, the the Phillips on the wing, and then let them do something else. But he's always he seems like he's been in, in a good place. To, for pace of play, for build-up for, for West Brom. I know the results really haven't been overwhelming, but, I mean, he's still getting on the sheet somewhat. So he's not a complete, like, blank. But, you know, he's basically if, – if you made the switch a couple weeks ago from Phillips to Chadley, I believe you have 11 points in your in your favor over the last three weeks. So yeah. that's pretty – it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, I'd, I'd probably choose Nad, uh, Nasser Chadley – Cool. Yeah, uh, Chelly does have some rough fixtures coming up, but I, I tend to agree with you for now. Uh, we've said in years past, you know, I, I'd much rather be a week late than a week early. Um, and that's kind of how I'm feeling about Snodgrass at the moment. He's already in my team, so I don't really have a choice. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I had neither, I'd probably go Chadley for now. <clears throat> All right, and now we have basically a bracket style from my side. Um, Kane at 11.3 or Ibra at 11.5, both of them blank last week, but both of them have been scoring ridiculous amounts of goals lately. Kane has two hat tricks in the last week. Um, and Ebra obviously scored a brace in the FA Cup final. Uh, who would you rather have at this point? Um, uh, it, it comes down to who they're playing. I, I trust United to score more against Bournemouth than I think Spurs to score against Everton. I think Everton's defense is better than Bournemouth's now. Uh, both both of these players are at home. Um, yeah, I'd probably lean Ebra. You know, and like you said, both players do do blank next week. So, you know, Bournemouth has been shipping goals in bunches. I don't trust it at all, especially against a team like United, who could punch in two or three. Um, yeah, so give me Ebra. Fair enough. Uh, you got anybody left? I got I got one left, only because I I I think I mentioned him like in the last couple of week game weeks, and now that Mikel Antonio is going to miss the next game, uh, Sofian Faguli mm. at five or Josh King at 5.4. Josh King is not even close. You know I've been in love with him from day one. You were always a Stanislas guy. I was always a King guy. Four goals in his last five matches. Josh King is the truth with some cheese on it. All right. I mean, I think I think without Antonio for West Ham, I think Fagoli gets gets a little bit better run and a, in a position to, to play a little bit better. But that's just me. But Josh King, like you said, is, is on point right now. He's basically the... the if you moved from Phillips to Chadley, this is the junior Stanislaus to Josh King move. You know, everybody should have moved done that move if you wanted to stay with the same players from the same team. Mm. That's basically what you should have done. I love Fuguli. I think I think there's a lot to to 
to blossom from him. I think he's a blossoming player right now. And it's not because, you know, I own him in other leagues and I think that he's got, you know, potential to do other things, but I like what I see from him. I think that he's a he's a blossoming player and I hope he get hope he does something and, and breaks, you know, breaks through and actually makes a name for himself. But I like him a little bit better this this week or not this week, the, the following week against, you know, who he's playing because of no Antonio no Mikel Antonio, but mm. we'll see. So but, but Josh King is, is a money pick. There's no real wrong answer. A lot of people are going to be, be picking Josh King. He is being transferred in a ton this week, 17,000 in already for a Bournemouth player that plays United. Uh, and then they play West Ham the following week. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, now for the conclusion of my players tournament, you took Ibrahimovic over Kane. So mm-hmm. the question for you is, would you rather have Lukaku for two weeks or Ibrahimovic for this one week against Bournemouth, knowing he could put up two or three against this Bournemouth defense? Whereas Lukaku tends to score in singles, although that does sound hilarious after he scored four, whatever that was, like a month ago. Yeah, you know, I'd probably take the the the. the I always having the luxury of having a high priced player be in the lineup every game. I know it's it's you know that Lukaku plays Spurs and then he plays West Brom at home. Um, you know, I don't know the um, the splits for Lukaku home away goal scored. Um, but I probably imagine they're probably a little bit favored depending on where he scored the four <laughs> is basically what it is. So I'm leaning to the guy who's playing in both both fixture weeks because having a 9.8 player you know, in the lineup compared to an 11.5 player on your bench is it's not it's not anything to think about you know this you're going into a you know a fist fight with three fingers on your one hand it's your punch is just not going to be as, as strong yeah the the one uh, obvious downside there is that they do have uh tottenham and west brom these next mm-hmm. two weeks everton do and those are not yeah. uh easy defenses to break down yeah absolutely you know i'm starting i'm just trying to look at the home away goals for for eat for yeah. He's got more. He's got more at home. Let's put it that way. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, I've just gotten a text from Rob Offair. Apparently, uh, I'm now uh, paying him time and a half. Now that we've gone over those thousand words, thousand, thousand words, time and a half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be doing that from here on out. Uh, so uh, with these extra words that I have now, uh, why don't you hit us with some price change information? Price changes. Uh, it, you know, it's premature in the in the week because of everybody waiting for the news. Uh, we've talked about the city players, Aguero. Sterling, Sané, Kate, Kevin De Bruyne, probably John Stones, you know, are going to go up. Joe Allen will probably go up. Um, so those are all speculative guys to keep an eye on if you want to make a roster move now. Do it. It's probably already too late because you're listening to us, and it may, it may be just in time to do it. But guys that have gone up already this this week, uh, Gareth McCauley, he's a goal machine. He's got six leads all defenders in the Premier League. Josh King, we've been talking about him. Kevin loves him. He's made him his uh, pet pet walker, right? Dog walker for the week. Uh, <laughs> Pedro for Chelsea has gone up. Be careful, he blanks next week, but he looks like he's firmly planted in that lineup now. Yeah, he's as is Cesc- look a good option, yeah. As is Cesc Fabregas, I believe. I think Cesc plays pretty much the the rest of the way out unless an injury happens. I think uh, Sigurdsson has gone up, obviously, because look at Swansea's next two fixtures. They're very favorable. We've gone over. To talk with the either or, and I think we both pick Siggy, but you know who knows. Uh, Lukaku has gone up, doesn't blank, and people just love laying their luck on Lukaku. Uh, Gabadini has gone up because of what he's done recently. You know, five goals in his last three comp, three games all comps. You know, that's that's a good success rate, and people like to see what's in front of their face. And then Harry Kane has gone up only because uh, hat tricks make people buy into everything. 
and they think it'll just you know translate against an Everton team that is a better defensive team than people really realize. I think um, that it's been a sh- it's a bad week for price up price downs because you know basically the news for the week is just breaking now, so it's tough to you know jump on everything and you know break it down. But the the price downs so far, uh, Laurent Koscielny. You know, Arsenal is and Arsenal plays Liverpool this week. I think people are expecting some kind of goals. He is owned in fourteen percent, fourteen point seven percent of leagues, which is kind of high. Uh, Bellerin's is is above him still, but um, yeah, I'm not expecting much from Arsenal, Liverpool. I wouldn't go anywhere near any of the defense. And Dejan Lovren has gone down as well, um, so yeah, don't 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 expect much from that game. Liverpool's last clean sheet was week nineteen, just for anybody who cared. Uh, Alexis Sanchez has gone down. That's good for everybody because he'll play this week blank, and then we'll all buy back in. Theo Walcott has gone back, back down uh, because Theo is okay. When after he scored a hundred, he's got his hundredth now, so I think we can all just relax. Uh, Junior Stanislas has gone down. Listen, you should have made the move like four weeks ago uh, because he's just not fit, not in the right place, not doing anything fantasy relevancy wise. Uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan has gone down. He blanks and is. Price is just not conducive to keeping your roster for one week and then then you know hope and pray that something doesn't happen. Uh, Matty Phillips gone down form, 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 form. He's basically in the junior Stanislaus category of he was good a month ago. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, you know they play City this week and then they blank. Uh, there's other better options this week than Jermaine Defoe, especially guys on doubles. I you know I'd I'd rather own 15 other strikers than Jermaine Defoe probably for the next two weeks. Uh, What's his name? Andy Carroll has gone down, but it's it's an okay move because they don't blank, and he's back in training this week. I don't know if he's going to fe- feature this this game upcoming game week, but it's good to know that he's he's training. And you know, West Ham does not have Mikel Antonio, so I, it's a good bet. I think I bet you we see Andy Carroll this weekend. Uh, and then two. Uh, oh, Oliver, I actually have uh, mm, information mm. going the other way against that. Okay, so he's not going to play. Yeah, yeah, he is. He has returned uh, to training, but uh, Sean Whetstone, who's our West Ham correspondent on the EPL roundtable said that it's very unlikely that we see him this weekend. Okay, well there you go. Well, yeah. I, I just I just said, I just figured he was back in training. They might they're down they're down a star player. Maybe yeah. get some fire. You know your your logic but, uh, is sound. I just happen to weirdly yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, Olivier Giroud has gone down because he's like the super sub now, and then he blanks. And Divock Origi Origi just not cannot get into the uh, into the lineup there for for Jurgen Klopp. But it's not really anybody that you really want to roster now but he's got a bigger name that people fell in love with early in the year so it's he's worth a mention yeah that is it that's it excellent shouts from you and now we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back and we're back did you miss us how much tell us how much you missed us Ooh, show me with fingers wow that was a lot show me on the stall how much you missed us um all right uh well now we are going to head into start sit where we talk about players that we would start or sit (laughs) <laughs> My forward for starts uh, is Diego Costa on 10.6. I know he hasn't been on fire lately, uh, but West Ham have kept uh, two clean sheets in the last 10 matches. Oof. So, uh, yeah, I think Chelsea are going to score a lot here. As you mentioned, looks like Pedro's locked down that job. Looks like Fabregas is on his way. I'm I'm less convinced that he has the job from here on out just because Matic and, and Conte have been so good together. But, um, you know, Chelsea aren't worse when they make that change. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, I think the Chelsea attack is about to start hitting top gear a little bit more um, as those players either mesh in or, or find form. Um, I just think Costa is super dangerous. And uh, as somebody that had to watch him 
uh, or somebody that's going to have to watch him not play next week. I'm, I'm pinning a fair few hopes on him uh, for for this week at least. Uh, and then the other one that I was going to do the low key that we already kind of blew the doors off of is Lorente at six two. For anybody that's like stuck with Gray, but also can still field a full team, because I have seen some people kind of giving suggestions without mentioning um, the fact that there's going to be a blank. And like, if you can't field a full eleven next week. You shouldn't be swapping out players that you think might have a bad week that still play. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just kind of keep an eye on that. But if you have a full 11 and you want to swap Gray for Lorente, I think that's a very easy lateral move. Uh, in midfield, Gilfie Sigurdsson is hilariously the most obvious. Uh, he is top five over the last five matches in uh, goals, assists, uh, uh, chances created, and uh, successful crosses. Uh, also uh, tied for most shots on target. So those are basically the important stats, and he's mm. top five in uh, all all of them. So he's good. Um, also has good matchups, as we talked about earlier. Also, I'm glad you talked about Josh King, but I also want to give a little love to uh, our boy Ryan Fraser, who has actually locked down that job. He started eight straight matches now, and while Bournemouth's defensive has been awful, the attack hasn't been. Uh, and Fraser has been top five in chances created over the last five matches. And at 4.8, you're just looking for basically any value, doesn't blank, uh, so, yeah, just a sneaky play there with Ryan Fraser uh, as the uh, counterplay to King. And King is already a counterplay to everyone else. So uh, I think that's a pretty interesting diversion there. Uh, and in defense, I think there's a lot of interesting teams this week that people haven't been trusting. Uh, I think you were a week early on Hull, but I do think they're interesting here. Um, but it was a good shout on you seeing that coming. Um, I think Swansea are interesting this week, although uh, I will be uh, full disclosure here. Swansea actually have the worst home defense in the Premier League, but they're facing the league's worst away attack in Burnley. So we've talked about it before in the show. It's a little bit of the uh, movable object meets the stoppable force. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see which way that goes. I think United have the easiest matchup on paper this week. Um, and then uh, West Brom, I think, are interesting, specifically if you have Macaulay, because he has the most goals of any center back in the Premier League this season. Um, and it, it depends what format you're in on if Antonio is counting as a defender or not. Uh, and if he isn't counted as a defender, then it's Macaulay with the most goals total for defenders. And uh, apparently he's just going to keep doing that. Also, isn't he like 38? It is so strange that all of a sudden he's like popped into fantasy relevancy. But whatever. Who you got, my man? Uh, my starts this week are basically an SOS start. No, that's dumb. SAS. How about SAS? We'll do SAS. Start all, start all Stoke. It's okay. uh, start all stoke. SOS made no damn sense there. Uh, so on defense, Eric Peters, get him in your lineup. Uh, Burrow and they play Burrow and City this week. It's all it's going to be all stoke here for me because I, I think it's the way to go this week for players who are looking to make up room and make up differential. I think there's a ton of attention being paid to City City here this week, and I think the players that are going to be overlooked are people from Stoke, and I think that the price tags that they they have are going to be overlooked because people think that that City is just going to come out of nowhere and could be all guns blazing and score you know 12 goals in in the two games. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, through midfield, it's Joe Allen five dot one. Uh, listen, he's an easy transfer of anybody that you know doesn't you know doesn't blank or does blank in in week. Uh, 28. So look somewhere in that direction. Uh, and then forward, guess what? It's Peter Crouch. Uh, his price tag is easily transferred to you know your third your third striker, and he gets two games this week, and then you can just make another move and bring in somebody who doesn't blank the next week. 
I think it's, I think if you're going to take a minus this week, I think taking a minus on bringing in Potter a Potter player is is awesome. I think it's a good, it's a good thing. I, I I'm 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 selling out. I'm doing I'm doing it. So I might as well just commit to it. Um, so onto my sits. Uh, everybody just saw what Jamie Vardy did to Liverpool on Monday, and I think people are going to be severely disappointed. I know he's not really a fantasy name right now, but I'm just throwing out there that people are going to be buying into him because he does play against Hull and Leicester is home. But people remember what just happened more than what really happened this whole season. So Jamie Vardy is, is an avoid, uh, through the midfield, Henry Mctarian price tag is just not sexy enough. And the blank following is even worse. Uh, I, I don't like it at all. I know people are, you know, swear by some, somebody from the United midfield, but I don't buy, I don't buy into it. And on defense, uh, I'm going to commit a blasphemous act here and say uh, sit Chelsea defenders. I know you can't really sit Chelsea defenders, but if you're given the option versus, you know, Baines or Aspulqueta or Coleman or Alonso, I, I, I'm leaning toward I'm leaning towards, you know, guys who uh, Chelsea hasn't had a clean sheet in four games for a reason because they're getting they're getting beat by chintzy goals and chintzy goals suck for clean sheet possibilities and, and ruin your fantasy day. I, I'd probably roll with Everton over Chelsea guys this week. That's my sits, Kevin. Who do you got? Yeah, uh, up front, I'm uh, super off on Christian Benteke still. Um, one goal in 10. He's 20th in shots on target over the last five matches and uh, has West Brom this week, a top 10 defense, and then blanks. So not really there. I've seen I've seen some people thinking like Crystal Palace could be uh, coming a little resurgency after last week's win. But let's not forget last week required a goal from a defender. For them to win that one. So I'm, I'm still super not sold on Crystal Palace. In midfield, this is going to be my big controversial pick of the week in basically everything that I do fantasy-wise. And it's Christian Eriksen. Now, before we get into this, I know that he just had two assists last week. But uh, I think he's a really good sell high. He's uh, at 8.7. And uh, he doesn't play through the blank which is a concern. I already mentioned last week that I didn't want to have too many Spurs players. I know it looks silly now because Kane, Ollie, and Erickson were all involved in, in uh, multiple goals. But uh, I really don't want to do that for the long term uh, because over the next five matches, they have three top ten defenses that they're going to face, and they blank in one of them. Uh, and so that's not great. Specifically this week, it's against an Everton defense that has been very much improving. And uh, Tottenham versus Everton, uh, those two teams have combined for two-plus goals only once. Since 2013. This is not a high-scoring affair. I just think that a lot of people are looking to buy in on Ericsson, and I just think they missed it. I think that the opportunity was there, and now it's gone. Uh, so anyway, uh, it depends on whether or not I feel like I, I can go to Sterling and captain him this week. But if I don't, I will still have him. So, like, full disclosure, I'm not, like, saying you have to get rid of him. But, uh, you know, just kind of keep an eye on it. Maybe don't expect that much if you are uh, stuck holding on to him. Because against Everton, Tottenham have not been scoring lots of goals. And the next few weeks don't look super great on the schedule either. Uh, and in defense, Arsenal versus Liverpool, I think, is a match where you don't want it at all. And I want to say Spurs versus Everton, but kind of like you were saying with Chelsea, if you have a Coleman or a Walker, you're already paying so much money to have them. It's unlikely that you're just going to sit them full stop. And they're all attacking players, so maybe they'll get on the score sheet. But um, yeah, they're, they're also players I wouldn't be expecting too much out of this week. What do you think about that Ericsson call? Do you think I'm crazy? No, I mean, hey, if you you know, this game is all about feeling. So if you have a feeling, do it. Yeah. What if I'm hooked on I a feeling? Um, 
I don't know. That sounds like something from like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, man. they actually wrote the song and Blue Sweet stole it. I can't believe they got away with that. Yeah, crazy. Crazy <laughs> that they would have done also, it 20 years before. I know. They, well, they're time traveling pirate people. Yeah. Mm. Saved it. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you just heard Rob's Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy joke, uh, go see the final cinematic trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because it looks real good. It, it would be hard for it to be as good as the first one, but they're trying. They're doing their best. Um, all right. So on to our teams. I know uh, we probably didn't have much time to make moves since the city match when we learned all this stuff, but are there any things you were planning on doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting still right now. You know, I, I've tinkered with trying to do something with trying to get a, another, another, uh, Everton player in for the, for the blank week for most teams for next week. And I, I haven't come up with a, a viable solution yet. So, I mean, I'm still rolling with, I got, I got Foster and Pickford in the, in the key in the, in the net. I got Alonzo Peters, Baines, Espoo-Queta, and, and Harry Maguire on defense. Coutinho, Phillips, Davies, Ali, Sigurdsson through the midfield, Lukaku, Negredo, Kane up top. Still haven't been able to get Negredo out of my lineup. That may be my one move this week because I do kind of like the Stoke team, so maybe I'll go Negredo to Crouch. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't really focused too much on what I need to do, what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm just kind of laying in the weeds, waiting for everybody else to make a mistake, and then I'm going to jump out and bite them. Yeah, I was going. Exactly. I was going for a panther sound. I don't. I don't think that came across. Um, all right. Uh, I already made a move. Uh, I've been losing team value by the day, basically. Um, so I, I was forced into a move uh, from Phillips to Ryan Fraser, who I mentioned earlier, who I think is a really interesting option. I know it's against United this week, uh, which isn't super ideal, uh, but the underlying stats certainly seem to be there for him. And then the other move I could make would be uh, Erickson to Sterling if I want to captain Sterling. Um, but I'm not. I don't know. Uh, some stats on Sterling, by the way. He's contributed to more City goals than everyone but Sergio Aguero this season. He's only one shy um, in all competitions. And uh, he's he the eye test confirms it. He's looked so good for them. Um, easily could have been involved in a couple of goals today in the FA Cup match. I do agree with you that rotation could be an issue, though. And as I said, I don't really see the point in taking a minus to get a player in that's going to play two matches when... Uh, people already have players that have two matches, but the reason why I think the Ericsson one makes sense is because he doesn't play both of those matches. Um, but anyway, I will burn that bridge when I get to it. Uh, I already mentioned yeah. that, that if I bring in Sterling, he'll be my captain. If I don't, I'm probably going to go Costa against West Ham or Sigurdsson against Burnley. Who are you thinking? Ooh, you know, it's tough. It's kind of it's kind of weird. The Lukaku and Kane game kind of wipes out you know players against each other. Uh, this could be a sneaky captain week, you know, depending on what people do. If people are, you know, still have Sanchez on their team, I think Sanchez is a, is, is a weird call against Liverpool. I don't know that it, I would trust it. Um, I think it wipes out all the Liverpool players as well. You know, Sigurdsson is a, is a, is a ballsy call this week for a captain. Or, you know, if you, you have know, a double like, game week I like player. I like the Sigurdsson one. Three goals and three assists in his last five, man. Yeah. Dude's on fire. But, and if you and if you have a double game week player, I think if you have if you bring in Aguero, I think you're captaining Aguero for the you double, have to, yeah. double game. Or if you bring in Sterling, you're going to double captain him. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that what you're doing though? I I, I don't know. I, I I I'm tempted to bring in I'm tempted to bring in Sterling and be a lemming and do what everybody else does, only mm-hmm. because it, it it seems like the right move to do right now on paper. So, but interesting. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I I'm leaning. In the way of Stoke, but 
that's just me only because the financially it makes sense and then you can it won't feel as bad when you get them when you take a minus i guess i don't know yeah oh kevin i'm kind of blasé on it right now to be honest with you i've, I've had a lack of loss of words which is a an interesting first time ever happened ever well i think it's because you're still thinking about that word limit yeah, no, I'm, I'm way over the word limit. <laughs> That's real. All right, well, uh, well, this is kind of a shorter one. I know we recorded later in the week, though. Uh, so the ratio of time listened to remaining time before the deadline seems equal. So That, that, completely, um, that completely, completely makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ulterior motive. Also, humor. Rob and I just love baseball. This is where we talk about that. We don't need to get into it. We both love it a whole lot. But anyway. Spring, it's spring training. Pay attention to injuries. Stats don't mean anything in spring training. No, but Rob, I don't think you understand. This guy is in the best shape of his life. You know, he's moving up in the order probably. He's probably going to improve. He's been eating well, losing weight. Mm-hmm. All the other I'm preseason in the, I'm cliches. in the best shape of my life, and that does nothing. <laughs> That's real. But, I mean, Pablo Sandoval, though, he's thin this time. Whatever. Um, For now. For now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell the folks that they can get at you, Rob. Uh, you can find me on rasball.com. I write about transfers and rankings all about the official game and you can find my on twitter at smoky underscore luke i just realized i completely did that opposite of what i normally do um, and then and then you can find me and kevin on our dfs fantasy show on vipbet.com and kevin will tell you about everything else he does because he's all over the place yeah i'm kevin devries i'm at kevin on twitter i also host the epl roundtable on this very channel i'm also now the lead fantasy writer over at goal.com uh, so there are three articles a week from me, um, so go check those out. The ones this week will be uh, divided by days, so uh, people, three people from the matchups on the Saturday. And then in that format, you can add people for the Sunday or Monday if you aren't pleased with who did stuff on the Saturday. It's kind of like the Euros game was over the summer in that regard. And so there will be a Super Subs article that will go up on Friday. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, you already mentioned the DFS video. And, oh, theeaglesbeak.com. I also write an article each week for them, so uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, there's probably like 98 things I'm forgetting, but uh, whatever. Hey, do well in fantasy, and we'll talk to you next week. Love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 